0: Oh my. Hello and welcome to the Monday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You. On our Monday episode, we tackle a hot topic or a story time or confessions because we might change this up a little bit. On Wednesdays, we do my agony aunt thing where I answer listeners questions and on Fridays, we make my Instagram come alive with fuckboy replies, ick stories and all of that. But today, it is Monday, and we are tackling a topic which relates very much to the title of this podcast. For this topic, it's definitely not them. It's you. If you relate, then you've got a problem. We are talking about limerence. And if you've never heard of limerence, you're probably thinking, what in the fuck is she talking about? So I'm going to explain it and try to tell you how it feels without making myself sound like a complete psychopath. So the dictionary definition for limerence is the state of being obsessively infatuated with someone, usually accompanied by delusions of or a desire for an intense romantic relationship with that person. And the reason that I want to actually focus on this podcast kind of away from the academic research and the reading and the writing on limerence is because actually when I first learned about it and read about it even though I am wholeheartedly very limerent myself, I didn't apply it to what I'd been experiencing because the description sounds so extreme. You know, when you read about somebody being in, in a state of obsessive infatuation, delusions of desire, you know, the way that it is described makes it sound like like Joe from you, you know, like nutcase levels of obsession. And that's never been me. I'm a relatively normal person who just experiences occasionally with certain people, this really strong infatuation, but I'm not actually sure what made the penny drop. I don't know what I read or what I saw that suddenly made me go, oh, actually, this explains a lot. And it's interesting to me that it's not something that's spoken about a lot by dating coaches or by people on social media when they're talking about dating, because it is such a big thing for such a lot of people. And when I've spoken about it on my Instagram, you can have a look at my limerence highlights on Instagram. I've had such a massive reaction from so many thousands of people who are like, fucking hell, this is me. So how does it feel? I'm going to explain it in 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 the way that it feels for me. But I also know that me explaining this to you in this way, I am literally sacrificing my entire ability to be wanted by men in the future who might happen to listen to my podcasts. Because who would want to date someone who gets extremely fucking obsessed with people who they've never even met, you know? So I'm doing this for you guys. You better make this podcast bang, because nobody's going to ever want to date me after this. So you lot are just... Going to have to love and support me in my old lonely years. So, limerence, you cannot stop thinking about them. They pop into your head constantly. And I always know who's going to be a limerent object. And actually, I should have mentioned that part the limerent object part. So, you have a limerent person. And then the person who you become infatuated by is your limerent object. I understand that calling another human an object sounds odd. Sounds like we're sexually objectifying that person. But actually, within the context of this, I, I think it really fits and I think it really works. Because part of the limerence is almost an objectification of that person. And you do it subconsciously. And what I mean by that is that actually... It tends to not even be them that you like. In fact, often, more commonly, they're not really that great of a person, but your limerence causes you to overlook that and justify that and put them on a pedestal despite their failings. So it is a bit like an objectification because you're not really seeing the real them. And how we know this is that limerence often starts before you've even had an opportunity to get to know the real them. You can become almost infatuated just from a few messages on a dating app. And that's because the person in their pictures and the way that they talk and the way that they message has that familiar thing that your limerence gets hooked onto. I don't know what it is. It's very hard to describe, but they pop into your head constantly. It's like an aching feeling. It's like you really want to think about them all the time. You want constant communication with them. Gaps between messaging feel like fucking hours. Places and songs will really remind you of them. If a song was playing when they got in your car or or, or on a date, you will want to play that song over and over again to get the dopamine hit that you get every time you hear that song. It is a lot to do with that kind of dopamine hit. And that's why I think there's links to ADHD, which I'll talk a little bit more about later. But limerence will cause you to literally bend over backwards to become the person that you think that your limerent object wants you to be. If you have limerence over a colleague and that colleague smokes and you know that you might get an opportunity to be alone with them in the smoking area three times a day, you would fucking take up smoking or at least vaping just so you get that opportunity. It's a lot to do with the lust and the thrill of the chase. It's usually with people who aren't really a match. And the key is that you entirely overlook that because you just want them, regardless of who they actually are and being fueled by that thrill of the chase. And it wouldn't even feel like a red flag if they said to you after two weeks, like, I love you, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. When you are in limerence, that is what you want to hear. Your whole day, week, hour, every second is filled with this longing for them. And so you can really end up overlooking huge red flags because actually it's their validation in any way shape or form is what you want but the fucked up thing about limerence is even though actually what you're hoping for is that they will just say yes I'm in love with you after two weeks let's get married if they did do that you'd probably go off them straight away you would probably turn and be like oh no oh gone off this one now as a limerent person, your mood day-to-day is absolutely dictated and dependent on your limerent object's actions. So if you wake up in the morning and there is a good morning, beautiful message on your phone from that person, your day starts with a spring in your step. You're really happy. Everything is okay. If you reply to that good morning text and you're like, hey, hey, babe, good morning too, and then they don't reply to that or hours go by hours and hours and hours and you get left on unread or blue ticks or whatever your mood will deteriorate you need that external validation from them that you are still desired you need to know where you stand and it is those moments where you are unsure and you don't know where you stand that things start to feel catastrophic The worst thing about limerence is that you can only focus on one person at a time. You've put them on such a pedestal that nobody else can compete. And often if you are dating, you know, and you're on the dating apps and you're talking to different people, you can match someone who's so much more of a better match to you. You can match someone who is so kind and lovely and is reciprocating your energy, but you just, they can't feature as anything within your world while you are limerent for someone else. And the more uncertain and ambiguous they are, the more that you crave them. I definitely think that there is a lot tied up in it with anxious attachment and that feeling of familiarity around rejection and not knowing where you stand. It's a very, very horrible feeling. Um, But the uncertainty and the ambiguity is what drives the limerence really strongly. Another thing that's really common with limerence is wanting to take yourself off to daydream. Even masturbation actually can increase quite a lot because you want that time to feel connected to them. So you enjoy taking time out to think about them and then you replay all of the things and this is where you start to attach meaning and read between the lines and think about the body language and maybe even lay there reading back over all of your WhatsApps that you've sent to each other. It's, it's a very common limerent thing to really like have your own daydream time about them. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. As I said before, I'm pretty sure it's linked to ADHD. I've been diagnosed with ADHD, and for my entire life, I have chased dopamine. And there is certainly something connected to those kind of dopamine hits and then withdrawals and then dopamine hits again. That that is is very ADHD, and which is a way that I have conducted my love life since I was a, a, a teenager, pretty much. But sometimes I don't know where one thing starts and where the other thing. Ends, if you know what I mean. So, if you look at the characteristics of sex uh, and love addiction, you can find that on the SLA website, which is slaauk.org dot They're very similar to the characteristics of limerence. Uh, and also, where does the menstrual cycle come into this? Because I know that I am deeply affected by my menstrual cycle. I feel high and happy and good about myself when I'm ovulating. I feel stressed, uh, anxious, really low about myself when I move into the luteal phase And I also know that actually that really affects how I feel about people. So I think that for women, certainly menstrual cycle comes into it. But I definitely think anxious attachment, ADHD, sex and love addiction and limerence are all really very interlinked with each other. There are different stages of limerence. So the first stage that has been identified is the infatuation stage and actually in that first stage it all feels good they're interested you've just matched you've just had a date you've just met you've just seen them you know if it's a celebrity or whatever that you've got limerence over then you move into the second stage which is termed as the crystallization stage or the addiction stage This is the point at which you start getting those intrusive thoughts. You can't stop thinking about them. Your mood starts depending on your contact with them. The embarrassing behavior begins like double texting them or walking past their workplace or constantly checking when they're online on WhatsApp or constantly checking their social media or starting to post shit on your own social media to generate attention from them. It starts to really dominate your life. But then there is the third stage, which is called deterioration or the recovery stage when you begin to see them for who they are it dawns on you that actually that they're nothing special they're not really a match you put them up on a pedestal unnecessarily and that none of this feels good and they do not deserve the attention that you're giving them so those are the three stages but i think it's really difficult what happens with me is i say you know what i know about limerence and i am going to play this one differently i've looked back over people that I've been limerent with. I have gone back over our conversations where I know that at that time, I was stressing about communication. I'm even in the messages telling them that their communication needs to improve and stuff. But when I actually look back over the messages, and the guy is literally messaging me every day. But then I'm in the messages like, you need to message me more often. You need to have contact with me every day. And he is having contact with me every day. But I'm like, that's not good enough. You know, a lot of times, it's actually me that has fucked up communication by having these... I think it's a perceived shift in communication rather than an actual shift in communication. So I tell myself this with new ones. I'm like, just relax. As long as there's plans in place, as long as somebody is relatively regularly in contact, then just chill. Just go with it. Talk to different people. So I tell myself this every single time. But then you get this complex. You get this thing inside you, which is like, he hasn't messaged me, but you know what? Maybe he's just shy. And then I'll message and then he won't reply for two days. And then I'll be back to fucking, you know, square one. But also in that vein... Have you ever felt limerence from someone else? Have you ever been the limerent object? You can feel the limerent energy, and it is off-putting. It is. I, I have felt people being limerent over me, and there is nothing worse. You can. It's almost like you can feel the energy, and that is what upsets me because it makes me realise that probably all the people that I was limerent over have felt that energy from me. But I do think. For me anyway, the best ways that I have found to deal with limerence are be aware of it. Label it as limerence. Say it to yourself. This is limerence. When you start getting that horrible, anxious feeling, when you get that infatuated feeling, when you start to stress about gaps between messages that aren't even really massive gaps, literally sit down and say to yourself, I am in limerence. This is not about this other person. This is about me. This is in my head. I have felt this before. It is a crazy fucked up feeling and it's going to go away and it has nothing to do with this person commit to playing it cool. As I said before, that is not that easy because you get that strong compulsion to send them a text. Do whatever you can to play it cool. Mindfulness, meditation, journaling, all of those things are really good. Mindfulness in particular, because it teaches you how to allow the rumination to pass and 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 not be kind of stuck in that mode of constant intrusive thoughts journaling is good as well because it gives you a chance to just sit there and write things out and when you read that back that can help you to kind of make sense of the ways that you've been feeling and the way that you've been approaching this particular interaction i think the thing is We are very much into the title of my podcast here because in the case of Limerence, it's not them... It is you, and there is something behind it. You know, it probably comes from trauma of some kind, some kind of abandonment issues, some kind of anxiety around attachment, broken, insecure attachments. And it would really help for anyone who experiences limerence to be in therapy to try to deal with the thing that led you to be limerent, a limerent person in the first place. Cognitive behavioral therapy is a really good one for limerent people. And also, if you wanted to attend groups, support groups, SLA groups are really good for that. Sex and Love Addict Anonymous groups. So if you want to have a look at where meetings are for SLA, you can go to the website slaauk.org and see if that is something that helps you. But limerence really is a motherfucking bitch. But at least we know we're in good company. And in fact, actually, if you think about a lot of the music that we hear and films that we see, they show limerence. And in some ways, that kind of limerence infatuation has been almost normalized when it really isn't normal. And actually, it's very destructive. So I hope if this is the first time that you've ever heard of limerence that it has given you some relief to know that actually you're not a psychopath. This is something that happens to some people when they are dating and the more you know about it the more that you can do about it. I am certainly not that insane limerent nutcase that I was 10 years ago. I'm still limerent but I don't do a lot of the crazy behaviours that I used to do and so there is hope. That has been our Monday topic for this week, and I want to get talking about this one on my Instagram. I'm going to post about it on Tuesday, the day after the episode is released. And I really want you to tell me your experiences of limerence, the crazy things you've done when you've been in limerence, and ways that you have helped yourself to be less limerent. So head to my Instagram at La La La, let me explain and get involved in the conversation. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.